Well, welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast, post-game edition of uh, Purdue basketball in Wisconsin for Monday night as we uh, move into the the early morning hours of Tuesday and try to dis- dissect what went on Monday night at Mackey Arena as Wisconsin for just the fifth time since Mackey Arena has opened, beat the Boilermakers in West Lafayette, 74-69. Uh, Johnny Davis was the star of the game. 37 points. Just too shy of tying the opponent record uh, uh, at Mackey Arena. 39 points is the record by an opponent. Um, he was too shy. He had a game. He had a great game. But he also exposed Purdue's defense once again where um, this team is just struggling on the defensive end. You know, you go back to the Rutgers game. Ron Harper Jr. had a game, 25 points. You know, hit the game-winning shot, half-court, buzzer beater. But individual performances are turning into... um, losses for Purdue because their inability to kind of control one player. And that's something that Purdue has done over the years. Uh, Obviously, it's not doing a very good job right now. Uh, You know, collectively, they're not a good defensive team. Individually, they're not a good defensive team. Uh, And Wisconsin played with a high level of toughness, a high level of grit. Um, and really uh, took it to uh, the Boilermakers. And uh, they were more physical than Purdue. Um, and it showed up. It, you know, Purdue won the rebounding, but it showed up in, in certain areas. It showed up when there was a loose ball. It showed up, you know, just in the overall game that Wisconsin, you know, was more physical. And... I think that put Purdue on its heels early um, because, I mean, that offensive performance in the first half by Purdue uh, was was really bad. I think you credit Wisconsin for taking them out of their element. I think you, you credit Wisconsin uh, for taking advantage when Jay Nivey was in foul trouble. Uh, so, you know, Purdue has... Yeah, no, no one has said Purdue's the perfect team. No one has said that, you know, they're just going to cruise through the Big Ten. No one has said anything to that. At least, I, you know, I haven't said that. You know, I think I've been pretty consistent in in my evaluation of their games uh, that they haven't been a good defensive team. You know, they, they've been able to mask some of that you know, by scoring 90 points in a game or scoring 100, 104 the other night against Nichols. Uh, But, you know, this is not what you would expect out of a Purdue team defensively. I mean, their their best performance defensively up to this point this year, you know, against a Power 5 team was Butler. But Butler, um, you know, is is and was at the time offensively challenged so you 
kind of have to take a step back and look at that. I mean, Purdue played really good defense. They were active. They were engaged that day. You know, I'll give I'll give them credit for for what, how they played that that day. But but when you look at what's happened in the Big Ten, when they're playing Big Ten games, and that's what this is all about now. You know, Purdue hasn't played well defensively. They haven't given up a ton of points. I think 74 was the most they've given up in three Big Ten games because Iowa scored 70 and then Rutgers scored 70. Um, So from a point standpoint, you know, they've been okay defensively, but from dribble penetration to getting out on shooters, not having the breakdowns, they haven't been good. And you, as you get deeper in the season, how much better can they become is the question. And, you know, I think I've been pretty consistent in saying, you know, if you're not going to make the strides defensively that you need to make, then you better make sure that you can score and put the ball in the basket on a consistent basis. And tonight, they, they didn't play good defense, and their offense was not really that good when you drill down into it. The second half was a lot of throwing the ball into Zach Eady and letting him dunk. You know, the first half was a lot of stagnation, uh, a lot of Wisconsin getting Purdue off its spot, making Purdue take quick shots, uh, and Purdue's inability to to shoot the ball well. Uh, they had a stretch there in the second half. Jay Nivey, you know, provided a spark right at the beginning of the second half, and then Purdue got on that little bit of a run to get a seven-point lead uh, with about 11 minutes to go in the game. And that's where we've seen in the past where Purdue will go and find that second gear and kind of pull away. You know, a seven-point lead becomes a ten-point lead, ten-point lead becomes a twelve-point lead, so on and so forth, where by the time you get to the the under-eight timeout, you know, you're up double digits, you, you kind of have the game in control, um, and that's what we've seen from this team. But a team like Wisconsin, which, you know, prides itself on defense, prides itself on taking care of the ball, prides itself on playing physical, and, you know, prides itself on doing the little things. You know, they they make a run of their own, and they're right back into it. And then it's a back and forth, and it's a free-for-all uh, down the stretch. It's a matter of making plays and making shots. And, you know, they did. They had the hot hand tonight with Johnny Davis. Brad Davison puts in a couple three-pointers late. And all of a sudden, uh, Purdue had a 62-60 lead. And then they didn't have a 62-60 lead. A 10-1 run basically put the game away. Uh, because Wisconsin was able to, to execute and do the things it wanted to do down the stretch. And Purdue was just throwing the ball inside to Zach Eady. Um, and maybe getting an open three here and there. Uh, but, you know, for this team to kind of 
get itself back to where it needs to be. And it's never really been there defensively. It's been there offensively, but it hasn't been there defensively. You know, Purdue's going to make a push for the Big Ten title, and they're, and they're still a good team. And they're still wonderfully talented. Um, they have a lot of skill. They have a lot of talent. Uh, but they need to play. They need to embrace what happens on, on the defensive end a little bit a lot more, not a little bit, but a lot more, and being dialed in in what they're supposed to do defensively. You know, this, you know, again, this has been an ongoing season issue, and I think I go back, I think if you go back to the second non-conference game, or maybe the third, I think probably the second non-conference game against Indiana State. Um, you know, there were, there were issues in, in those games where Purdue just was not cut in, if I may use a Gene Katie phrase, defensively. You know, they were not. And it was, you know, pawned off as being, well, you know, Purdue spent a lot of time on offense in the offseason. You know, you had, guys playing international basketball where offense was the focus and Purdue I think worked on its offensive game more than than it did defensively and Purdue has just never really gotten on track you know defensively this year and now the question becomes can it get on track defensively can it can it do the things it needs to do defensively um, to get itself right? You know, I, I'm still confident this team can score, but you're starting to see the rotation get a little bit smaller. You're, you know, right now they're easy, you're easing Caleb first back into the lineup after the after he missed the game last week to, for. Uh, the health and safety protocols. So you're easing him back into it. You know, Brandon Newman is not getting a lot of minutes because he's not doing a lot of good things. Um, so you, you've taken your, 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 your deep team of 10. You know, now you're around the eight player mark and you're getting good minutes from other players. I think Ethan Morton is playing well. I mean, for those that appreciate non-scoring individuals I mean you, you you like Ethan Morton he had six rebounds and four assists tonight he had three points he's a guy that's not going to score a lot you know right now in his career but if you appreciate the other things that he does then you're going to like him now he, he was part of the brigade that was trying to stop Johnny Davis uh, and he was unsuccessful uh, and, you know, some of those are just Johnny Davis making a play, Johnny Davis elevating, using his athletic ability, and Johnny Davis getting to the rim, or Johnny Davis hitting a three, or Johnny Davis hitting a, a mid-range jumper. I mean, you know, these guys practice too. They work hard on their, at their game and their skill, and they're going to make plays as well. But my point is that, you, you know, I, we'll, we'll see if the... 
if the rotation is is been cut a little bit, it, it appears it has, whether it's by design, whether it's just based on game flow. But you know, you're going to put more minutes on guys if you if you do reduce that number. Uh, the one thing I worry about, and I you know, and I thought you know, trading the the, the centers, the, the whoever starts at center, I don't think is that big of a deal. Uh, Trevion starting right now. Zach's coming off the bench. Um, but to me, you know, Caleb first got off to a good start this year. Uh, then started the struggle. Uh, and there's no question Mason Gillis, once he, once he got back from his suspension and once he got a few games under his belt has really helped this team in a lot of areas. And, you know, Purdue is a better team with him on the floor. But what I worry about, or what you should worry about a little bit, is uh, what are you going to get off the bench if Mason continues to start? Is Caleb First going to bring you the same spark that Mason Gillis brought you off the bench? Probably not. So, you know, that's the thing I, I think is a little concerning is the, the production there. You know, you get past Zach and Travion because... You know, it doesn't really matter who starts and who comes off the bench there. But, you know, Zach had 24 points off the bench tonight. And when you just look at bench points, you're going to see Purdue own that category. But I think he had 24 of their 28 or 29 points. So when you get past his production, who's going to give you production off the bench? You know, I thought Mason, the role was perfect for him. He came in and provided a spark. Uh, you know, he's a strong rebounder. Uh, you know, he's a really good three-point shooter. You know, he was three for three tonight. Uh, had nine, had nine points. Uh, he got, you know, he got him, he got off to a good start. But that's the thing. Looking forward, from a bench standpoint, you know, who's going to give you that lift? Who's going to give you that spark? And it's not as much who starts, but. You know who's going to come off the bench and do that? I mean, the other thing about tonight's game, and you're going to you're going to read about it, you're going to hear about it, is just you know Purdue's not a tough team right now. Well, in some regards they're not, in other regards they are. I think they have some very tough players, physically tough players. Mason Gillis is one of them. Zakidi's another. But even Zach admitted he got pushed around tonight, and. You know, the, the MO on, on Zach is you be physical with him, get him off his spot, get him out of whack a little bit, then he's not going to be that good of a finisher. I think he was 10 of 17 from the field, which is not bad numbers, but someone 7-4 of his size and his skill level, you know, he needs to be 14 to 17, 13 to 17. Um, so when he gets in there and gets settled in and understand maybe how the game is going to get called or just, you know, adjust to the physical play, then he's very effective. You know, Travion's a much different post player than Zach, as you all know. Um, you know, at one point, you're, Purdue had four three-pointers, and they were all, all four of them were from Mason Gillis and Travion Williams. You know, that's probably not the way Purdue needs to win a game. But, um, so Purdue needs to be tougher 
from a physical standpoint, and, and I think they are. Um, they, they show some toughness, but you know, toughness is not always about showing you're tough. It's just about maybe doing doing the right thing over and over again, and doing. You know, that's kind of what Wisconsin did tonight. They did they did, they did the right thing over and over again. They got the ball to Johnny Davis, and he scored. But they did some other things as well. Uh, you know, I still think Purdue is a really good rebounding team. They're very they're very good on the boards. Uh, but the one stat that really stood out to me tonight was that Wisconsin and Purdue ended up with the same number of paint points, 28. You know, only Iowa has outscored Purdue in the paint this year. And that would not be, that would not be a team I would have thought had outscored Purdue. But my point in all this is, you know, Purdue's got the bigs. They should own the paint in every game. Uh, they should have a, an advantage, and in some games have a decided advantage in in what goes on inside. And for for Purdue and Wisconsin to be even in the paint, and not all those came from their big guys. A lot of them, you know, other other points came from, you know, Johnny Davis driving the lane or other other people getting inside, and uh, you know, some of them have come from cleaning up the offensive glass and uh, putting, you know, getting second chance points. So there's a whole host of things there that um, you know Purdue just needs to be better at. You know, and now they got to go on the road. You got to go to Penn State. Got to go to Michigan. You know, you really painted yourself into a corner. Uh, and it, you know, again, there, it's a 20-game season. There's been three games played, but you lose a home game. You've got to go make it up somewhere. And now, you know, you're going to go play a Penn State team that just beat Indiana, but really doesn't match up with you very well. You're going to go play a Michigan team that has the one big in Hunter Dickinson. And some talent on the on the roster, but has underachieved this year. You know, Purdue needs you know Purdue needs to sweep these two games just to keep themselves in a position um, in the Big Ten because you just you don't know how many losses the winner is going to going to get. Um, I think there are a pair of undefeated teams right now. Um, you know, Purdue's got two losses really can't afford any more at this juncture you know Purdue's going to lose some games uh, probably you know more games than what they're doing right now especially if they don't pick it up but you know that's just you know it's the Big Ten and things get tougher in the Big Ten things are harder in the Big Ten and you've got to fight through a lot more things in the Big Ten and you got to be willing to to do those things to make sure that uh, you win those games and win those home games. You know, that's probably the most disappointing thing from Purdue standpoint is that you lost the you lost the home game that you should have won, you needed to win, and, and now you've kind of you know put yourself in a in a situation where you need to get on a roll uh, in the conference and you know kind of get some of your mojo back um, but again Purdue's still a good team um, they, they have they have talent uh, 
they have skill but they're missing just a little piece right now that needs to to put them over the top and that's a little bit more toughness uh, a little bit more want to in certain areas you know a little bit more um, what's the word I'm looking for but just a little bit more um, maybe a little bit more leadership here and there um, and, a, and an understanding that defense is important needs to be important needs to be stressed and um, and for this team to to get to where it wants to go and there's still time to get there you know that you know they're going to have to to pick it up on that end and I, I I do think they have some 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 guys that are good defenders but they I don't I don't think they've they've shown it at the level that it needs to be shown you know right now uh but again time to figure it out time to get it straightened out um you know, Purdue's been learning, been trying to learn through winning here in the first, almost half, first half of the season. Now they have a loss that has a tendency to get your attention a little bit more. Uh, and we'll see where they go from here. Uh, again, two big road games. Um, you know, I think, you know, winning these two road games are kind of important at this juncture. Now, I wouldn't say that if Purdue was, you know, undefeated or had won. Uh, this game Monday night, but you know I think they need to kind of send a message to themselves and also send a message to the rest of the league that they're not, you know, because right now a lot of people are questioning them, a lot of people uh, are throwing darts at them, a lot of people are, you know, wondering if they are truly a top five team or a top ten team. You know, do they have the goods to to win the Big Ten? So you know I think they need to to answer those questions for themselves and when you do that you kind of answer the questions for everybody else so we'll see what happens and again there's no need to cancel any of your plans that you had for the postseason I mean just kind of you know it's a it's a long season it's only January the 3rd uh, so uh, but I, I do think they, they're coming up on an important an important stretch here uh, because once you get past the, these two road games, you get a home game against Nebraska, and then uh, you're going you're gonna to run into a bit of a gauntlet after that. And every team, every Big Ten team is going to go through it, and Purdue's is coming up uh, because you know that they're going to have to go to Illinois, they're going to have to go to Indiana. Um, so you're looking at a stretch of of four road games uh, out of five, and you know how they handle these road games and handle this stretch is going to shape what happens uh, the rest of the season and what, what's going to be attainable for them you know, as you get into February at that point um, so disappointing loss uh, probably can be classified as a bad loss but um, again, we're just you're just kind of starting back up into the Big Ten we'll see where it goes from here um, we'll see if they get, you know, their issues ironed out. And if they can, you know, if really if they, you know, the, the major question and the number one question is can they, can they do things better defensively? And, and if they can, they're going to be fine. If they can't, then there's going to be no, more nights like tonight 
and once you get on the road those things get uh, magnified even even more uh, and that's why you have to be better defensively uh, on the road uh, because it's just that's just the way life is in conference play and you know Purdue really you know needs to pick it up and you know we'll see they they have a couple days off and then boom you know they're gonna they'll, they'll get right back to it and uh, you know we'll see where where things stand. Appreciate you you stopping by and uh, um, you know questions, comments, concerns. Reach out. Uh, otherwise, uh, have a good day, and uh, uh, we'll we'll talk to you later in the week after uh, Purdue takes on Penn State uh, from State College.